I landed in Kheda in 1996 for the first time. That tells you how old I am. But that was to join my post-graduation in a place called Anand, which then was in Kheda district. It used to be a village in Kheda itself used to be a village. And given the nature of my studies, we spent a lot of time in the villages around there. That was the beginning of it all. And Sarugram actually started its operations from a place called Borsad, which is very close to Kheda, which was in the erstwhile Kheda district. When I take people to visit Kheda now, and I tell them that in 96, this is what I used to see here, people get shocked, actually. Kheda is a district in the westernmost state of Gujarat, a state that's often commended for its development, growth and economic opportunities. But much like the way in which the stories are told about the other states of India, this talk of growth is often restricted to Gujarat's bigger cities, Baroda, Ahmedabad and Surat. But there's actually something magical happening in the smaller towns and cities of Gujarat that does not get spoken about as much. In this podcast, we tell the story of small-town India, its aspirations, dreams, opportunities, and its optimism for the future. And we do this through the eyes of entrepreneurs, investors, and most of all, the people who live and work in some of India's most economically vibrant towns and cities. This is a podcast about how the next wave of Indian economic growth will come not from Delhi or Mumbai, but from places like Kheda in Gujarat. I'm Sidin Vadakur. Welcome to the Epic Podcast. The voice you heard at the beginning of this podcast belongs to Utpal Isar, one of the co-founders of Sarvagram. Sarvagram defines itself as India's first rural, household-centric platform that is transforming financial services. In India, the financial sector has predominantly focused on urban areas, with perhaps an assumption that it is this demographic that requires more sophisticated products and services. Utpal instead ventured into the rural landscape. So what motivated this shift in his focus and in the focus of Sarvagram? Rural India has moved over the last 15 years to a place which is unimaginable today. The formal sector does not recognize this change. Something is missing from the whole interventions that the formal sector is doing. The middle class is now aspiring for freedom from these pigeonholes, if you can say so. And there are probably no organizations which are focusing on this segment. We saw the movement in this segment with our own eyes as we were working in rural over the last 20 odd years. And we saw time is ripe for an intervention in the rural middle class similar to what we saw in the urban middle class in the late 90s and early 2000s. We believe that the rural middle class is now at this inflection point, which will see them break through all barriers over the next 5 to 10 years. That is what we are here to enable. That is our agenda. That is what we live for. This change that Utpal spoke about is felt equally or even more by the residents of Kheda. For instance, Nirav Patel, a zonal business manager at Sarvagram and a long-time Kheda resident. Basically, I'm talking about 
I am a son of farmer. Basically, if I talk about myself, I'm the son of a farmer. My father was a farmer and I've been born and brought up seeing all aspects of farming. If I talk about the time then, there were a few places in Kheda that were irrigated with borewell systems, but most places had water-related issues. So once the rains came, whatever was sown, that would grow. There was nothing else. That was Kheda. If I talk about Kheda in present times, then almost 100% of the land is irrigated, whether it be from canal or borewell systems. There is everything. If I talk about farming, everything has changed. Also, there were limited options in terms of education at that time. For example, if I talk about my career, then when I passed 10th standard, then after board exams, there were only three to four options. You could get into an arts faculty or a commerce faculty or a science faculty, or at best, get a diploma in engineering or something like that. But even for all this, we would have to go a little far away as these were not available in Kheda. Today, there are so many options. If I talk about my childhood, all these options are not there, but today there are many alternatives. There are different universities for different faculties. There is no area of study that you cannot find in Kheda district. So if I talk about my child, I don't have to send him far away for studies. He can study here itself. Today, Kheda is the main epicenter of central Gujarat. And within Kheda, Nadiad. Kheda is the district, but the main city is Nadiad. The RTO, High Court, all are in Nadiad. In Nadiad, you will find everything. There is a finance industry, there are hospitals. You will get some or the other job. So because of all of these reasons, today, no one is running away from Kheda. These significant shifts in Kheda are not only visible from macro indicators like the change in migration patterns or institutional systems, but also from the smaller everyday shifts in communities. These shifts are a testament to the resilience and adaptability of people in the face of evolving economic landscapes. What I find very interesting is about seven years ago, we had made a trip into media grey areas in Patna and Jharkhand. Also, the team had also gone out deeper into some of the states to just take stock of things. We started realizing there was there were big shifts in these communities when, you know, the same microfinance household that we had visited several times over started offering Coke instead of chai. They were consuming brands like Pampers. Lighting was different and everything. The brands mattered, right, in these areas. So you knew there were shifts that were happening. And it may have been a lead indicator of where communities were progressing. And we are big believers in these lead indicators because the data points are more anecdotal. But at the same time, you just have to do the math and multiply a few numbers on where this is heading. And then you can visualize the future, right? It is not audited financials, but like I said, it's a different form of intelligence. That was Jyotsna Krishnan, managing partner at Elevar Equity. It is this pivotal transformation that has been the driving force behind Elevar's mission to make a positive impact on the lives of underserved communities. So across five funds, we would have raised over $400 million. We've probably deployed about $250-$300 million because we're early stage investors and we start early. Our portfolio companies have reached over 50 million customers. 
and this is done through a very concentrated strategy so our objective for scale and impact is at the customer end not necessarily in maximizing number of companies we fund or number of funds we raise or the dollars we raise what i'm excited about is the fact that with our money going in at the early stage we've demonstrated alignment with commercial capital and so the money that has followed us into these companies is almost close to 3 billion dollars and 80% of that is probably commercial capital while recording this podcast i had the great opportunity to spend a lot of time speaking to jyotsna about elevar and her history with the organization and she once told me a story about a conversation with an analyst who just joined elevar through the story she gives us a little glimpse into how the organization strategy to deliver large scale sustained impact rolls out we had a funny incident where uh, an analyst who joined us 3 weeks in said you keep talking about customer but i'm hearing all numbers and valuation and transactions and where is the customer in all of this and then i had to sit her down and say you know what if our companies don't aim for valuation and for numbers and for performance and discipline they're not going to attract the talent or the capital that is needed to build scale and without building scale in customer centric businesses there is no impact so at the heart of everything spoken unspoken is ensuring that we are actually delivering something super important to the end customer kheda has gone through a transformation that is really quite remarkable now before we kind of power through the story let's take a moment to actually put kheda in time and space and understand a little bit about the rich history of this district of gujarat Kheda is almost 4000 square kilometers in size with a population of approximately 23 lakh people. It has 531 villages and is one of 33 districts in Gujarat state. The main central city in Kheda is called Nadiad. Kheda is a land of many beautiful rivers and a hub of quite a lot of economic and agricultural activity as we just heard. Kheda and nearby Anand are known as Charotar or the land of the golden leaf as it is a major producer of tobacco in gujarat it also produces cotton and rice and is known for its timber industry it's also a rich fountainhead of cultural output it's produced several writers politicians philosophers including the freedom fighter indulal yagnik the great novelist govardhan ram tripathi and of course that politician of all politicians sardar vallabhbhai patel This episode of the podcast started with Utpal Lisar of Sarvagram telling us about his motivations to drive into rural India to seek growth for Sarvagram. I'll let Utpal delve a little more into the Sarvagram model in detail. We are a rural household centric organization which focuses on overall productivity requirements of the household. Essentially we try to help the household move from their current orbit of income and affluence to their next level. We are present in about 125 catchments across uh, five states of the country, with our own shoppies, which is our own infrastructure. About 1,500 people across these locations, and they range from Sojat in Rajasthan to Harihar in Karnataka. That's the length that we are talking about. We are about 50,000 households on our book right now across various interventions lending farm mechanization you know risk mitigation etc 
we have a uh, total assets under management of about 600 crores now we'll get to about 1000 crores by the time we close the year well we are trending to profitability very soon this we have done a massive expansion just now that cost will also be able to absorb and turn profitable by the time we get into the fourth quarter of this year there are 80 million households in the rural middle class as per our estimation as of now and this number is going to grow every year because you know there is upward mobility happening from the lower part of the pyramid into the middle class we are targeting to get to about a million and a half in the next 4 years that is the business plan if you talk about the aspiration and the vision well the numbers are so large that i am slightly scared to speak about it publicly sarvgram would really be able to realize the potential of its design only if it is able to get to at least half of the households that it targets for itself that's the kind of scale scale is powerful scale is intriguing scale creates impact and in the time i spent with the elvar team i sensed this resounding sentiment this resounding drive to achieve this tremendous scale within a single generation which means to create impact at scale right now vipul ravel partner at elvar explains yeah so the single generation thing comes from the fact that you know the impact needs to be delivered at scale but not just at scale also immediately and there is the idea of if you take three generations to deliver a certain service by then the two generations that deserved it have already gone so therefore the urgency factor that the generation that really deserves it is out there today asking for it and therefore the urgency of impact that needs to be delivered that's the impatience how does elevar achieve this scale the one way it's done this is to build something like 50 companies that today serve over 50 million customers so there's a huge opportunity here and i'm sure a lot of listeners listening to me right now are probably thinking man this is a huge opportunity this excitement is amazing it's tangible what can i do to be a part of this journey what can i do to tap into this opportunity what can i do to immediately serve customers in these epicenters of change but it's not really that simple it's not just a matter of going in to towns and cities like keda setting up a business and just making money it's challenging it's complex so what does it take what's behind the success of so many of elevar's companies companies such as sarvagram i think look what we have thought about is that you know when you go into markets like this you don't want to be taking too many challenges or hurdles as such right thinking about a new customer segment which is unserved in the past itself is another new thing so how many new things do you want to take a risk on is the question and that's where we drew the line and said we'll not take a risk on new entrepreneur somebody who's not built a business or built scale in the past at least that one we'll take for granted we'll shortlist entrepreneurs who are seasoned business leaders and who've built a business in the past for a different customer segment in a different sector but they can bring the skill sets of building a business to apply to this underserved segment is how we said that let's not add too many challenges and reduce some of those and focus on this so that's one way to mitigate that second one is we've always believed that this segment you cannot do an online only if you think of sitting in one office corner and thinking of developing an app and scaling it up it doesn't work with this customer segment 
because this customer segment is still in that transitioning to online, but not fully transitioned online and all that. They probably just about begun to use smartphones and WhatsApps, but not fully there on being able to use all sorts of apps, which is where we believe an online and an offline as a combination is extremely important. Think an assisted model or irrespective, even even the services that they need cannot be delivered purely online, right? All of that. Uh, or think education, for example, delivered in the school. It's not just app, but it's also through the teacher in the school because the kids are spending a lot of time in the school and things like that. So there's a lot of offline nature to this customer segment, which therefore somebody who thinks of blending the online and the offline together solves for it as well. Utpal is a great example of someone who has already ventured into the segment and done a phenomenal job of it and has also powerfully leveraged the digital space to scale up his business. It's very easy. Figure out where the gaps are. They are already buying front-loading washing machines from Bosch and, you know, setting up in their houses. So that is done. You can probably sell two more of those, you know, if you do a market estimation, correct market estimation. However, figure out the real gaps in their aspirations. Things that they have access to today, which are limiting them getting to their aspirations. And just start working on them. They could be in healthcare, they could be in education, they could be in financial services, they could be in consumer durables, they could be in FMCGs, they could be in any single field of expertise that you have. Just figure out the need gap. That is the job that you have to do. Physical access is not a problem. Digital access is not a problem at all. Everybody would have a smartphone. They are connected. They are consuming data. They are producing data. We do targeted digital ads on these markets and we are told that our CTRs are an order of magnitude higher than what is otherwise in the industry. So just open up your imagination, find their need gaps and go and sit with them. That's all. As with every episode in this podcast, we went back to Nirav Bhai again and asked him a simple question. What are the opportunities that exist in a place like Kheda? Leave us with a rousing manifesto for why anyone should invest in this booming town. There is a lot of fertile land here. But to set up industries, you need NA or non-agriculture permission. But NA permission is tough as the farmers here are very passionate about agriculture. They will do anything, but they will never sell their land. So setting up factories here is very difficult. Since the farmers here don't give up their land easily, the industrial area here is a little less. From Keda to Ahmedabad, the connecting road is highway number 8. Keda is in the center between Ahmedabad and Baroda. 55 kilometers to the left is Ahmedabad and 55 kilometers to the right is Baroda. Keda is the epicenter. From here, if you go to Ahmedabad on NH8, both sides of the highway, you'll see that people have made a lot of warehouses on farmland. Earlier, there were not as many of these warehouses, but today there are many. What happens is that while the Gujarat Industrial Development Corporation production will obviously be in Ahmedabad or Baroda, the inventory is not stored there. People need a place like these warehouses for easy transport of goods where the truck can quickly pass through with the highway connection. Second, of course, is the cattle business. They are the best in this area. If we talk about the present, I am myself a graduate. But even today, many of my friends, even after graduation, are continuing in the same business. Some are into cattle and the others are into farming. They take their car for farming. They live in Nadiad, but they take their car, go to the village, work on the farm and come back. People here are of a different kind. Take these businesses, throw in the hotel business, food and beverages. If any entrepreneur 
sets up any of these businesses in Kedah, 110% they will succeed. Thank you for listening as we tell stories of great economic revolution in places like Kedah. Entrepreneurs like Utpal and the team at Elevar are at the forefront of this movement. So join us in our next episode as we traverse from the prosperous lands of Keda in the West to the land of small and medium sector industries in the East, where we go to Katak, where other stories of change are beginning to unfold. Hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information and more episodes, check out the episode description or go to elevarequity.com epic. Do you live in a district or town that has seen economic vibrancy? Do you have stories of small town India grabbing its moment? Get in touch. Drop us a line. Tell us your stories. We will share the best with our listeners in future seasons and episodes. Write to us at elevar.partnership at elevarequity.com. That's elevar.partnership at elevarequity.com. <laughs>